1: The Atlanta Hawks always show up on MLK Day and they take down the San Antonio Spurs 109 to 99. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles. And as always, I'm joined by my co host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go. All right, Mikey, uh, a much-needed win for the Atlanta Hawks, definitely after two brutal losses on back-to-backs. Trey Young was pure dominance in this first half of this game. Um, The second half, not so much. Um, But one uh, major stat that happened in this game is Trey Young became the 10th youngest player to 10,000 points in NBA history. Um, That's a monumental stat. Anytime you see a stat with Trey Young's name attached with all-time leaders or anything, and he has that uh, title of Atlanta Hawk next to it, it's always a great thing. Um, I know you were in the building, um, today, it was a 3:30 game. So how was it? What was your overall overall thoughts, uh, your feel? Uh, how, how were the vibes?
2: Oh, yeah, the vibes were good. Definitely, definitely a jam packed, uh, game today. Uh, killing my cap time performance, all, uh, honoring, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. All Hawks fans always show out in that game. So, so that was a really fun atmosphere, uh, in this game. The Hawks had an extreme tail two halves. Um, you mentioned Trey Young already. But in the first half, the Hawks held the Spurs to 34 halftime points. Yes, 34. And they scored 69 points in the first half. Then we go to the opposite. The Spurs scored 65 points in the second half. And the Hawks just scored 40. I This is the most extreme of extremes of both halves. But... That first half was enough for, for the Hawks to kind of hold on here. The Spurs went on a massive run at the end of the game. But when that one thirty mark hit the clock, Clint Capella, Jalen Johnson, specifically those two guys, really made some clutch plays down the stretch. And Atlanta was able to hold off a, uh, a major comeback from Wembenyama and the Spurs in the second half.
1: One thing I learned in this game is Victor Weminyama is going to be the truth. Uh, He he is going to be a problem for a lot of teams in the league for a lot of years. And I think that, you know, with him, it's one of those things where he just needs a little bit of time to get used to the NBA speed. And once he does, it's going to be a problem.
2: Yeah, he's doing things at 19 years old. And I just want to go over his stat line real quick because it's just insane. He had zero points at halftime, Tim. The second half starts. He doesn't even start uh, the second half. Comes off the bench. His final line now. 12 of 18 from the field, 13 rebounds, five blocks, and 26 points in a game where he went scoreless at halftime. I mean, the man is ridiculous. What he's doing at 19 years old, uh, we've not seen in in ever in NBA history, pretty much, I'd say. And uh, when he hits his prime, I don't know how the league figures this guy out. He had some place today where the Hawks just had nobody to stop him. It was literally unguardable.
1: Yeah, and uh, me and a few guys we were talking about it in uh, group chat. I think that might be the why the, the Hawks dra- uh, drafted Muhammad Gay. Uh, maybe a guy <laughs> that can that – can, uh, he's a seven-footer. Maybe a guy that could possibly give him some problems. Um, you know, talking about the Hawks' great first half, let's go into it. Um, Going into the first, uh, the Hawks go on a 9 run. Jalen Johnson and DeJounte Murray. Uh, DJ hits a midy and drives to the rim, and Jalen drives to the rim and hits a three. I mean – they they started out the game hot. Uh, it was nice to see the Hawks uh, put pressure on the Spurs. Uh, this uh, let's be real, the Spurs are, are not a great team right now, and I felt like you know the way the Hawks started this game is they wanted to come out and prove that real quick.
2: Yeah, they they started this game off like they knew that they had to come out and and they they meant business. Uh, you saw you saw Clint Capella really have an impact early in this game and really late as well. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more later. But uh, Capella really did well against uh, Wembenyama early on the rebounding battle. He was getting a, uh, multiple offensive rebounds in a couple of the first two possessions. And so that was really great to see that he was, he, he was still uh, getting his normal rebound numbers against a guy much taller than him.
1: Yeah, and we've seen him, you know, force Wimby to take some pretty contested shots. We, we've seen uh, a lot of good defense. I I watched Trey Young force an air ball. Um, just great closeouts, great defense from the Hawks in general this whole first quarter. Um, you know, the, the air ball that Trey ended up uh, forcing lead, led to a, a CC dunk, uh, extending the Hawks run to 11, nothing.
2: Yeah. They, they got out this game re- really quickly and it, it was a while before the Spurs scored in this game. Honestly, uh, Jalen Johnson early tried to post their women, did not go very well. He got blocked, but the refs called a foul on Julian Champagny. Uh, that was later overturned by a challenge from coach Greg Popovich. Uh, but, you know, regardless, it was fun seeing Jalen try it, but uh, Wimby said, "Not in my house."
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I want to say moments later, Clint Capella tried to dunk on Wimby as well. Um, Clint also unsuccessful in that dunk. Uh, but later on in the game, it's a little different. Indeed, mm.
2: the Spurs. The Spurs. They're 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 kind of start to the game offensively. They had a quick four run, but. One thing that I really liked from this game early was DeJounte Murray's focus on point of attack defense. He really, against his former team, showed out in this second half, or first half, sorry, and was really impactful on that end. The Spurs could not get anything they wanted in that first half. They, it seemed like they never got into the paint. Uh, Wemby was taking a lot of shots from the perimeter. You had Julian Champagny, known Hawks killer, obviously still going to shoot his threes. But uh, other than that, Jeremy Sohan was really the only guy who consistently had an offensive rhythm for the Spurs in the entire first half.
1: Yeah, I felt like DJ's willingness to get to the rim also in this first half. Um, definitely in the beginning of the first, as the game rolls on, that kind of changes. But um, his willingness to get to the rim early led to some pretty easy points. Like OO had a, a beautiful put back off of DJ trying to get to the rim. Uh, he pushed it off the glass a little hard. OO catches offensive rebound, puts it right back up. And, and you know, right after that, uh, I call him uh, Gary Bird. but uh Garrison Matthews uh hits a three and then moments later the next possession he takes a charge and that's what he's known for is taking charges um definitely on that defensive end and at that point in the game it was 21-10 Hawks
2: yeah I think the Hawks getting what they wanted on offense in the first half is a bit of an uh, understatement it was it was pretty much layup lines we're well, now we used to sometimes saying that for the Hawks defense but The Hawks got whatever they wanted uh, on the Spurs. And honestly, the first quarter, easily, easily the best defensive quarter of the season for Atlanta. Uh, They, the Spurs had nothing going.
1: Yeah, uh, Jalen had a beautiful steal that led to a tray layup. You know, Bogey came out and hit a three. Um yeah, I mean, they were Trey Young was just picking them apart when it when it came to assist, and you know, ending and off the first quarter, Trey uh, hits a buzzer beater layup to, you know, kind of drive a, another little dagger into him to, to end the first quarter. Um, I, I think that was probably the best defensive quarter from the Hawks uh, all season long. Like, it, I don't think there's a question. There was guys fighting over screens. There were guys uh, crashing the boards. It felt like they put an emphasis on defense, especially in this first quarter.
2: Yeah, and Atlanta kept it going in the beginning of the second quarter. They started on an 11-0 run. Uh, Trey Young was magnificent from beyond the arc, especially in the first half. He ended up going six for seven only in the first two quarters of this game. Uh, that 11-0 run put the Hawks up 46 to 16, and at that point, Trey Young had 19 points and the Spurs had 16. He was outscoring San Antonio by himself. That was kind of the that was that was the extent to which the Hawks were really dominating this first half. And the first points for the Spurs in the second quarter just came at the seven-minute mark.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, whenever I was uh, watching this game in that second quarter, I was just singing this. Ice Trader Gang, Ice Ice Trader Gang, Ice Trader Gang. He was getting anything and everything he wanted during this game. It was phenomenal. Uh, Definitely in that second quarter, he had San Antonio guessing on everything he was doing.
2: Yeah, and I think as far as playmaking goes, this was one of uh, Trey's best performances in a, in a while. Um, obviously, you know, he's been dealing with a couple issues, uh, the shoulder, the, the the calf issue as well, that he was probable for a couple times recently on the injury report. But from a playmaking standpoint, Trey made some of these patented plays where he'll, he'll keep his dribble uh, alive when he gets blitzed, and he'll be patient. He's not going to pass right to the perimeter. He's going to look to see what the defense does. So he'll pick up his dribble maybe after seeing – that the defense is going to try to rotate back and he'll fake to the wing and whip a pass into the middle to a He did that multiple times and a was able to finish for a couple and one opportunities. But this was really a signature half from Trey.
1: Yeah, I mean the Spurs didn't score a point into that seven minute mark. Um, it was one of those things where like we we've talked about the Hawks defense and how poor they have been. Um this was not you know definitely this first half it it was not um you know when you hold a guy like victor women because he he played his full first half like he normal normally does and he they he couldn't get anything going and i think the hawks defense had a lot to do with that um jeremy sohan um played pretty pretty good in this game um i thought that you know the thing the thing with him is if you could force him to make shots instead of uh, him deferring to Victor, I think that's probably the best case scenario for the Hawks just because Victor, once he gets going, he's going to be hard to stop in general. And I thought the Hawks did a pretty good job at that.
2: Yep, uh, I would agree. Uh, there, was a, there was a couple lobs in this game, obviously to Jalen Johnson. And this game, honestly, was one of those things where you're gonna you're gonna say in the first half, there's no way the Hawks can can lose this game. It looked like they were playing playing a team that all respect to San Antonio, but that just didn't belong. And then it completely flipped the switch in the second half. But um, Trey Trey hit a floater also to end the second quarter to, to give them that 69 to 34 lead at halftime. This was probably the best first half that Trey Young has played in quite some time I'd probably say cl- close to almost a month. Uh, he was he was he was masterful.
1: Yeah, and at that point, you know, for for Trey, he assisted on 25 of the 34 Atlanta Hawks points in the second quarter. Um that's <laughs> if if you want to worry about a guy having his fingerprints all over a game, that was Trey Young in the second quarter. Mm,
2: yeah. He had 29 points, was 10 of 14 from the field and six of seven from deep in the in in this uh, second ha- in the first half. He also had seven assists. Uh, Jalen Johnson had 11, uh, five rebounds, six assists. He ended with five steals in this game as well. But you know, amazingly, Sadiq Bay and Bogdan Bogdanovich, two known shooters on this Hawks team, they were 0 of nine from downtown, and the Hawks still put up 69 points in a half. It kind of just shows you. Uh, the lethal offensive weapon the Hawks are once Trey Young kind of has everything going for him.
1: Yeah. um, And, you know, moving into the third, uh, the Spurs come out and get an easy bucket and they force Trey with a five-second violation. And there's at at this point you see um, Matthews starting to pick Trey up full court. And the Hawks had to make an adjustment uh to that and that ended up you know you know the possession after that for the hawks ended up in a shot clock violation um the hawks had some adjusting to get to uh in that third quarter and this third quarter was putrid
2: yeah it's unfortunately we've saw we've saw as hawks fans seen this movie too much they only scored 18 points in the third quarter and it really stemmed from blake wesley Uh, i think he off the spurs bench gave them a lot of energy. Like you said, he he picked up Trey from full court and forced him into eight-second violation. There was a turnover out of on the out-of-bounds play. And Victor Wambanyama, he came out and scored one buck in the third quarter, and then he just said to himself, I'm sure he was like, all right, you know, it's time, it's time to stop messing around. I can put my imprint on these guys. And, and he really did. There was really nobody that could stop him in this whole second half for Atlanta.
1: Yeah, um, you know, Champagne hits the 3 and um at 6944. Uh they go on a 10-0 run. Um Bay kind of uh slows down the bleeding as you would say. Uh he gets to the foul line, hits both, makes it uh 7144. The Hawks, I felt like at this point, still had major um, control of this game, but uh, Wesley was giving Trey problems, um, and you know, it's one of those things where uh, the Hawks needed that other God to step up at this point.
2: Yeah, I, and unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Deshante Murray really kind of struggled in this game. Well, uh, offensively, he was good defensively for for the majority of this game, uh, which you know, not normal. Not normally saying for. Uh, like that a lot for DeJounte, but really in the third quarter, one sequence that I felt like it, it, the arena was just stunned by back-to-back lobs to Victor Wembanyama by the Spurs. Uh, Well, actually it was uh, Trey Jones to Devin Vassell, and then also Trey Jones to Victor Wembanyama. It was that, that sequence after two non-scoring possessions for the Hawks, that was where... The whole building seemed to do a collective, oh, no, it's going to go down this road again. That, that, to me, was just that feeling.
1: Yeah, because that run went uh, Penny, uh, Champagne a three, the both of those lobs, and Champagne another three to make it a 10-0 run. Um and at that point, it's uh, 83-63, and I felt like, yeah, uh, a 20-point lead uh, later in the third that um, the Spurs could make this a game, and they definitely did uh, later on. Um, right after that, Trey turns it over and, you know, it ends up being a twelve zero run, and uh, that's very unfortunate. Uh, but me and you have always talked about this, and Trey Young uh, – gets to the foul line and slows this game down a little bit. Um, We've always talked about Trey's ability to draw fouls and slow down the game. And he definitely did right here in the third.
2: Yeah. And similar to the first quarter and second quarter in the third frame, he also hit a runner over Victor Wemanyama at the buzzer to give the Hawks a 20 point lead, 87 to 67 going into that fourth quarter. But a 17 point quarter for the Hawks, you really never see that from them and they wouldn't, and unfortunately, really wouldn't get that much better in the final quarter.
1: Yeah. And um, going into the fourth quarter, uh, <laughs> this was uh, one of those moments in this game where I, I looked at Victor Wembanyama and I said, man, it's, it's just going to be a problem. Um, he had a nasty block on Inyeka Kongwu, where he was almost at the free throw line. Inyeka goes up at the baseline for a dunk, and he still got to it and blocked it. Yeah,
2: I was sitting. I sat. I sat right in line uh, with with that basket that they were that the Hawks were shooting on, and I, the, the recovery on that was absolutely ridiculous from Wemby, and the, he then also. Had a nasty dunk coming back on on the other end. And now after that, uh, Garrison Matthews missed a three. Doug McDermott hit a three. And before you knew it, Tim, this was a 90-75 to game. And Hawks fans were starting to get a little bit on edge here.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy Sohan gets it easy too, but you know, we talked about Clint Capella in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, and you know, for as a lot of hate that he, he gets from a lot of Hawks fans, I felt like he did a really good job in this fourth of being able to work on the offensive glass. You know, even with Victor down low, um, he he draws a foul on Wimby, goes to the line, hits one, um. And then gets a putback right afterwards, making it
2: 93-77. Yeah. Capella was really good in this game, especially in the fourth quarter, like you mentioned. Got a couple offensive rebounds. And then uh, honestly, this this was the, the time of the game where I thought the Spurs, the Spurs would really win this game. They had all the momentum right now. You've got uh Kelvin Johnson uh bully Sadiq Bey for an and one. He missed the original layup. Uh, but then got it back in and one opportunity, and the score was 95 to 82. This was uh, so. Sohan actually uh, pickpocketed Bogey on the perimeter and then laid it up. This was a one possession game away from being a 10 point lead. And after that, the Spurs didn't slow down. Nyama had one of the nastiest dunks you'll ever see. On a fast break, he goes behind the back from his left hand to his right hand, dunks the ball with one hand. And one goes to the line, hits the bucket, and when that happened, this this game was a single digit game, and it it, it a single oh sorry single digit lead. It did not look good for the Hawks.
1: Yeah, um, you know, uh, later on in the fourth as well, um, Victor Wiminyama, uh, <laughs> he, he catches a lob off a inbound on the side. And it was one of the nastiest dunks I think I've seen. Um, it was one of those things where, like, you you only – there's only a certain amount of guys that could catch that lob, definitely off an inbound pass, and it, it was wild. Um,
2: yeah, the, the Spurs actually got the, that game down to a six-point lead. Two-possession game after being down 30, less than 24 minutes ago. But – I think the biggest key bucket in this game was Jalen Johnson. He drives at Wemby, gets an and one dunked. He could, he finishes the play to put the Hawks up one or two to ninety three with just over a minute left. And I think that was the play that finally, you know, put put the nail in the coffin for, for the Hawks' victory. But just just a scary sight because the Spurs could have easily got this down if it weren't for Clint Capella's effort and it uh, his really clutch defensive playmaking down the stretch and jalen johnson's shot making
1: yeah uh capella um a little bit further uh actually dunks on victor women during this game um and then one, I thought one of the key possessions definitely later in the fourth, too, was um, Jalen Johnson. Victor Yama gets a rebound and goes to kick it out. Uh, Jalen Johnson actually blocks the pass backed into Victor uh, whenever he's going out of bounds and causes a turnover uh, that gives the Hawks an extra possession. And, you know, that that possession came up crucial for the Hawks.
2: Yeah, inside a minute 30 to go here. Clint Capella had a charge a nasty block on Jeremy Sohan and an offensive rebound. He also hit he also hit a free throw. I think, I think this was a key stress for Clint Capella to really bring the Hawks home.
1: Yeah. I, I love seeing the finger, the, the, Dikembe Matambo finger wave after the block. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, Atlanta loves Dikembe and have Clint do that. That's awesome. Uh, You know, right after that, San San Antonio started missing a few threes. And, um, you know, uh, Jalen Johnson catches a lob. And and I think that it's pretty much the dagger in the game uh, that makes it 109-97.
2: Yep. And as as we move on to the box score here, we'll start with Trent Forrest. He's starting to play a little bit less minutes than when Quinn Snyder first put him in the rotation. Only 12 minutes here one of three from the field. He actually hit a three, one of one from downtown, three rebounds and three points. But I think a lot of that has to do with he did a little – he was in a little bit of foul trouble in the first half. Two fouls in the first quarter for Trent in limited minutes. That's why I think you saw Jalen Johnson and Trey Young not really sit for as long as they normally do in that first frame.
1: Yeah, um, moving on to – uh, Garrison Matthews, uh, 13 minutes, two or four from the field, two for four from deep. I thought Garrison has six points. Uh, I thought Garrison was actually pretty good in this game. Definitely defensively drawn a charge. Um, I felt like he was making good rotations. Uh, he definitely didn't hurt the Hawks.
2: No, uh, I thought, yeah, this, that line is pretty empty, but, but I thought he was solid for sure. Uh, Bo double in 26 minutes. Bogey's in pretty much pretty much a, a deep in a shooting slump right now. Two for ten from the field, one of six from three for two rebounds, one assist, one steal, and five points. Uh, not not a great not the greatest night for Bogey. But when you have Sadiq Bay and Bogey shooting a combined five for nineteen, and you st- you still come up with the win, that's pretty good job by the rest of the guys for the Hawks.
1: Yeah, I, I thought Bogey struggled uh, pretty good in this game. Um, Anyka. 23 minutes, uh, three from eight from the field, 0 for one from deep, six rebounds, one assist. I, I felt like seven points. I felt like uh, Anyuka was okay in this game. I felt like definitely when he was matched up with Wimby, he had a hard time, um, but I thought he was okay.
2: Yeah, today we didn't really see any Capella and Okongwu minutes together uh, with the Spurs only playing Wemanyama at center. Obviously, Zach Collins is injured right now. When the Hawks saw them in San Antonio, they were playing both the Congo and Capella together. So that was an interesting change there from Quinn Snyder. As we move on to the starters here, uh, Clint Capella in 25 minutes, five of seven from the field, three of six from the line for 11 rebounds, four blocks and 13 points. Tim, I thought Clint Capella was really good in this game, especially down the stretch. Uh, His rebounding was huge. And he's really the only guy that could do his best to keep Wembanyama from getting anything he wanted. Now, in the first half, I thought he did an amazing job, a little bit less in that second, but uh, he made so many key plays down the stretch to to keep the Spurs from gaining all the momentum and, and getting the win.
1: Yeah, I think uh Clint Capella made winning plays in this game. And you know, that's what really matters at the end of the day. Um Sadiq Bay, uh 32 minutes, three and nine from the field, one for seven from deep, uh, two assists, five rebounds, ten points. I felt like Sadiq probably struggled in this game. Um I think that definitely on the defensive end, he was a little rough. But, you know, offensively, we've always talked about Sadiq Bay hitting his threes. And, uh, I, you know, he's, he's struggling right now.
2: Yeah, hopefully that shot comes back sooner rather than later because the Hawks definitely need that spacing. For uh, Jalen Johnson now in 38 minutes, 16 points, 7 assists, 6 steals, 10 rebounds, 7 of 13 from the field, 1 of 2 from deep. he filled up the stat sheet. And Jalen really, this this game had, had his imprint all over. I think, like Clint Capella, he made a lot of winning plays in this game. Six steals is huge. He talked about it in his post-game press conference about him making the right reads. But he also credited his teammates because if they're in the right position, he's able to make those reads and not have to take a risk uh, to gamble. Uh, on a simple pass. So a uh, great game from Jalen Johnson in this one.
1: Yeah, I thought Jalen was really good in this game. Um, DeJounte Murray, 32 minutes, uh, 6 from 15 from the field, 1 from 6 from deep, 13 rebounds, 1 block, uh, 13 points. Uh, I felt like uh, DJ defensively was great in that uh, first half, I felt like in the second half, he struggled a little bit defensively. Um, but offensively, throughout this whole game, I felt like he just never really hit his groove. Definitely in that second half, I'm pretty sure he only had two points the whole second half. Um, that's not really a recipe for winning for the Hawks.
2: No, hopefully hopefully he gets that sort of sooner rather than later. But for Trey Young here, the player of the game, Pretty clearly, 11 of 24 from the field, six of 11 from deep, eight of nine from the uh, from the charity stripe, for six rebounds, 13 assists, added a steal and a block, and then ended with 36 points. Uh, Trey Young and Jalen Johnson in this game. Fun fact, Tim: they were a plus 40 at halftime. They ended at plus 16, so kind of kind of showing you how bad uh, that second half went for the Hawks. But Trey Young was magnificent in this game in the first half. You look at his whole stat stat sheet, you think he did it over both halves. But 29 points in that first half, I think uh, just from a playmaking and shot-making standpoint, some of the best basketball we've seen Trey Young play in a while.
1: Yeah, uh, that that first half was phenomenal. Um, The Atlanta Hawks take on the Orlando Magic Wednesday night at home. Uh, We're going through our three keys. Key number one. Jalen Johnson guarding Paulo and staying out of foul trouble. Um, I, I feel like we just talked about this. Um, you know, Jalen uh, being a physical guy, also Paulo being a physical guy, uh, Paulo's pretty crafty. Um, so uh, Jalen needs to make sure that he if he is physical, he's you know got his hands out and, and he's uh, making sure to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, without DeAndre Hunter, who who honestly probably would have
2: a really tough time guarding Paolo as well. Jalen Johnson's really the only guy uh, who can make life tough on Paolo Banquero for the Hawks. On Yeka Kangu can do it in spurts a little bit, but Paolo's obviously a lot quicker than than on Yeka. Uh, J- but Jalen, it's going to be leaned on him heavily to 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 try to limit him and make Banquero make really tough shots. So hopefully he can stay out of foul trouble for sure. Second key of this game is definitely going to be rebounding on both ends of the floor. The Magic don't exactly have the best half-court offense. Uh, you know, they're missing Franz Wagner. Uh, Markel, Markel Foles has been injur- out, out and injured off, on and off for the year. So when they when they missing uh, their guard play and don't have Franz Wagner to really connect their guards to their wings, uh, they don't really have that good half-court offense. So I think if the Hawks can take advantage of that and get, get a lot of defensive rebounds, they can, they can really force the magic to play in the full court. And because we know the magic has really good defense. So if they get a lot of rebounds that can lead to a lot of more fast break points.
1: Yeah. And the reason I I like rebounds on both ends is Jonathan Isaac is back. um, And he didn't play in the previous game. He is relentless on the glass and I need Clint Capella and Jalen Johnson to Definitely be on their p's and q's as long as, well as Anyeka Congu, for sure. Yeah,
2: and the third key here: attacking at the right time. I believe we we said said this last time as well. But the Magic, all, all the good perimeters, defenders that they have, the Hawks need to pick and choose who they want to attack and when they want to attack. I think with Wendell Carter pretty much on his way back for the Magic, they don't really have that great uh, of a shot blocking bigs down in the, so if you can pick the right moments to attack the seams in the defense, you can get there, but attacking Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black, Jonathan Isaac, those guys are, are, that's not a recipe for winning if you're the Hawks right there.
1: Yeah, and I think for the Hawks, it's one thing where you got to be able to attack your mismatches. And if you get a guy like Suggs down low on Jalen on a post-up, go to it. Um, Jalen's physical and can help get him in foul trouble as well. Uh, He fouled out of the last game we played. So uh, that's one thing for me is, you know, if you're going – if Suggs is going to be aggressive, um, one thing for the Hawks – you know is can you get him into foul trouble as well and and, you know force orlando's hand
2: yeah and ideally if you're an Atlanta hawks fan you wanted them to take advantage of this homestand especially that indiana uh and washington games they weren't able to but let's see if they can still salvage some of this homestand with with this win tonight and then the win against the magic we'll see And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on x at pinwizard300 and follow Tim at timhawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.
1: Peace.
0: What if you could have a career?